welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. Good morning, Claire. You're there. Good morning. I am here. It's always just a little bit of relief as I press that button <laughs> and the person is there and on the screen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, it's great to have you on, Claire. How are you doing, first of all? Yeah, I'm good. Um, seem to have been really busy. Probably like you, lockdown seems to have been busier than before. But oh, well, yeah, it's, it's all been good. An element of, there's definitely an element of that. That's true. Yeah, what's what's making you busy then? I mean, you're uh, involved down at the Rainbow Centre, of course, aren't you? Yeah, so I've still been able to go to work. So I think I'm probably one of the really fortunate ones because I've still been able to get out and go to work. I've acquired another job along the way. So I've got a couple, another job plus lots of training work. So, yeah, it seems to have become really busy. You do um, seem good at collecting jobs. Yeah, it quite <laughs> helps, helps with the money as well. <laughs> obviously yes it's always useful and joel and hannah how are they doing yeah they're fine um just pootling along with having a very 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 extended summer holiday um neither of them seem too distressed at having not been able to take their exams so it's just <laughs> waiting game now to see <laughs> yeah <okay>. they <laughs> yes <laughs> so what how will they get results then how's that going to work um normal way i think so it's all gonna actually happen in the normal way although i think they'll be posted online as well but their teachers have been responsible for giving grades which is all right for those that like them maybe not so much for those that don't and ones that joel has wound up for the last five years Um, (laughs) yeah you may be regretting that slightly now because it's all I, i i would imagine knowing joel just a little bit i don't know if he's listening but joel it tends to be a little bit, well, I don't need to work because it'll be the exam. Uh, and exactly. The, yeah. Exactly. And there was well, no exam. No. Worldwide pandemics tend to put a blade to put a yeah. spoke in most plans. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Joel's revision, which is a short topic. But, <laughs> sorry, Joel. Uh, Claire, you are currently... Uh, uh, running an online prayer room. I mean, everybody, I think, knows that uh, you run a, a prayer room at the summit and you've been doing that for some time now. Uh, but at the end of March, suddenly we couldn't use the summit anymore uh, and you went for doing it online. Um, how's that been going? What What's it like? What do you do? It's been really different. Uh, we've <laughs> had to adapt a lot of things. All the ways that we've been taught to pray for the last however many years, we've had to go no, we can't really pray quite the same way anymore on Zoom. So everything Pastor Paul's taught you, you can't do that anymore. So that's Well, you can declare truth. (laughs) (laughs) That's been really difficult. You've got to pray and agree in that false whisper, that really shouty whisper that we're always talking about. Yeah, the one that I've said, don't don't, don't use that one. Yeah. So we've been practicing that quite a lot. Um, So we're all quite good at that. Um, So we've reduced the number of sessions because just practicalities and people some people that have been really committed to it have also been super busy so we're meeting sort of Tuesdays Thursdays and Fridays and we've got into quite a nice rhythm now I think although it's not set in stone if there are people that you know aren't involved because they can't make those times and they want something that's at a different time nothing's set in stone it's just been worked around the people that we've got really Mm. so we're praying for the no we're not we're praying for the church on a Tuesday morning. So that's really praying for us as a family, for individuals, for where we're going. Um, Thursdays, we try and focus more on worship and communion, a little bit more God encounter, like where we can, because obviously we've not been able to do that. 
and Friday we're alternating praying for the community um, which enjoys leading sort of praying for Israel and the Middle East so it's been we've got quite a nice rhythm and yeah it's been good but it's different there's no worship we can't kind of do the singing worship prayer that we were really enjoying and I think we're all really missing that Mm. On a slightly more frivolous note, I must say everybody seems to be putting saxophones up in the chat. I don't know if you can see <laughs> chat where you are. <laughs> uh, uh, Juliet did get to over lockdown. Oh, oh, oboes, please, everyone, yeah, oboes. But that that'll be a challenge. Nobody will have oboes. In, yeah, go find an oboe. <laughs> yeah, now. yeah. Carry on listening. No, just look for oboes, <laughs> Jossie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say then? Uh, in a couple of minutes rather than a couple of hours, which you could probably do, uh, is the vision and purpose of the prayer room. (laughs) A couple of minutes. Okay. Um, Our vision's always been to provide a, a place where people can connect with God in a way that is really easy, is enjoyable and is effective. So, And that's where a lot of the worship and prayers come in to make it really easy. And I think that's been one of the challenges of going back to more of a a traditional style of prayer, if you like, is how do we still make that really easy and enjoyable for people? And that's been one of the challenges that I've had. But it's been to be part of what is actually a global. Because you have to take it in turns, basically. We have to take it in turns. So we can't kind of all go through it and we can't do the singing and some of the things that were making it easy to pray for long periods of time so we're, we're doing slightly shorter times together but we've all sort of learned uh, but that's really the vision is that we pray for our community for the church for the nation um globally uh, but in a way that is sustainable in a way that we can really enjoy enjoy doing it and i think that's what people have felt that have come regularly that prayers mm. become enjoyable i hope so I can't see the comments, so there might be some terrible. <laughs> uh, mostly saxophones, which you don't play. And you couldn't play that at the summit either because it's a no. breath instrument. All my own. You'd be shedding COVID-19 particles everywhere. Nice. <laughs> Except you don't have it, so that'd be fine, no, wouldn't it? I wouldn't be, but anyway. <laughs> um, so moving on to what you've been doing then, what, what have been like the key areas that you've uh, been praying on in the uh, prayer room? What kind of focus has there been? Um, well, we've been focusing a lot on the scriptures, some of the scriptures that you've been bringing and some others that God's been speaking to us through. Uh, so Tuesdays, obviously, are really focused on praying for the church. So we've been focusing on Acts 2.42 a lot. Surprise, surprise. Jeremiah 6.16. Surprise, surprise. So really praying what it looks like for us as households and corporately as households coming together, what it looks like to be devoted to the apostles' teaching, to breaking mm-hmm. bread, prayer, fellowship. What does that really look like? And praying for that wisdom and discernment as we move forward for how that looks. And for revelation for everybody really in the church revelation that we get what it is to be devoted and that we can start living that out and um, Jeremiah 6 16 we've been we've been praying about the crossroads and praying that we'll have the discernment of those ancient paths of course um but also that the last bit of that verse that we don't really like the bit where um but you said we will not walk in it and really praying that we won't be people that say we will not walk in it. And that's been quite a big thing that we've kept coming back and praying that we'll be a people that give God our yes and not our let's wait and see 
um, what happens and then I'll jump on the bandwagon if it all seems to go well. But we'll be people that say, yes, I'm giving God my yes now. Um, another scripture that we've, we focused on quite a lot at the beginning I was Song of Songs 8, and Song of Songs 8 is about the mature bride. And you've been talking in the last few weeks about God raising up a mature church. And that's kind of where we started back in March. And it reads, can I just read a couple of verses from The Passion? I won't read the whole lot, just a couple of verses. As long as you read them passionately. I will read them passionately. Here we go. (laughs) Um, Verse 1 says, if only I could show everyone this passionate desire I have for you, if only I could express it fully, no matter who was watching me without shame or embarrassment. And that verse was kind of, God, bring us to a place of church where we want to share you and we can share you with no shame, no embarrassment, that the maturity of us as a church is that absolute abandonment in expressing him to others in the community. And verse five, and maybe a bit of verse six, um, who is this one? Look at her now. She arises out of the desert, clinging to her beloved. When I awakened you under the apple tree as you were feasting upon me, I awakened your innermost being with the travail of birth as you longed for more of me. Fasten me upon your heart as a seal of fire forever. This living, consuming flame will seal you as a prisoner of my love. And there's plenty more there. But we, I think we've kept coming back to it as well, really praying that we will be awakened that who is that one she arises out of her desert clinging to her beloved that we will be a people that cling to Jesus that many might felt they've been in a desert time but we can come out of it clinging to our beloved the idea is in the desert that we learn to attach ourselves to our beloved that we don't detach but we attach and we come out of it um, attached and clinging to him so all of those sort of things have been big parts and plenty of other scriptures obviously but you don't want me here for two hours. Well, Brian is adding, Brian Ward's adding uh, the five points. Yes. Would be the prayer and fire, mission and equipping, community and household, gathering and scattering, worship and glory, which is kind of sneaky yeah. 10 points, really. But it, it was five in the fun. original tour. <laughs> but they are key things to be praying into, aren't they? Uh, 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 building on what you're uh, talking about as well. Uh, he also said the wide open space. Yeah. What, yeah, what, tell me, to... tell me a little bit about that. How have you? How have you? Because people watching might not know how you can use uh, that kind of a word about wide open space. How would you use that as an example in prayer? Then, so taking that particular scripture, we've it's taking it and saying, "Hey, God, what are you saying to us in it?" So it's that prayer conversation thing, isn't it? It's kind of saying, what are you saying? And now we're going to pray it back to you. So you you can do both of it. So we've been praying about what God is saying in it. And then as he's speaking, and that wide open space is very much connected to those five points, isn't it? And, and in those five points, what is the wide open space within those, within those, what is it to be in prayer in a wide open space? What is it to be gathering in a wide open space on the beach um or what is it to be scattering and community in that what does it look like so i think a lot of the way we've been praying is god what we want to see what you're seeing and we Mm. want to know what this looks like practically for us and bring that revelation to us as we're praying but also to all of us but particularly to the leaders that are, are making the decisions going forward as well so those are some of the ways that we've been praying it but 
we take the scriptures and we just pray it back to God and declare it and declare that we're in this wide open space and that God's moving us into this wide open space. And what's it look like, God? Absolutely. <laughs> um, Helen Barker says, love that, Claire. The point of the desert is to come out clinging on to our beloved Jesus. Do you think that lockdown time has been like a desert time? Uh, Shona was just alluding to that and coming out full of the spirit and power. And Karina was talking about she'd had a picture, uh, stood in the desert. We cried out to God. The rain poured down, refreshing us and bringing us life. Are there parallels between the desert experiences and, and lockdown? Although we've had plenty of rain. <laughs> we have had plenty of rain. <laughs> Not enough desert. Um, I think it's different for different people to some extent, isn't it? I think... If you've been able to live life quite normally, it may not have been that experience. But I think for some people, it's been incredibly desert-like and not people that really want to connect with others and just haven't been able to. And and for all of us, Jesus was sent into the wilderness to be filled, you know, to come out filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not necessarily a negative thing. It's not necessarily, um, yeah, it's not a bad thing necessarily. It is sometimes the way that God brings us into a more enclosed space in order to empower us and to draw us close to him so that he can take us into that wide open space. So in a way, I hope so, because the mm. desert's a great place to be, to come out of, filled with the spirit and into that wide open space. So if you feel like being in the desert, that's not a bad thing. That's something to rejoice in because you're going to come out in an amazing place. Well, I, I, I remember a certain group of people wandering in a desert for 40 years. But yeah, then they came too- out and took hold of the promised land. No, I don't want to be, no, not 40 years in lockdown. <laughs> <Do not prophesy. laughs> well, I don't think you or I would do 40 years in lockdown unless we live for a very long time. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happens. <laughs> well, I'm going to that freedom if it's that long. Yes, but then they took the promised land. And I think that that these are analogies. They're not exact things. And to some extent, there is a, uh, a desert experience of what we're doing, but because it's different, it's like that. A desert was a withdrawal from what you were used to. So I would say that also is a, a curve. We've been withdrawn from what we've used to, and God is is desperately, I think, almost. I don't suppose God does get desperate, but um, trying to communicate to us the importance of households, the importance of the small group as well as the gathering, because the gathering is much more normal. I mean, we don't want to be a whole pendulum and swing from one to the other. That would be just as foolish. But it's this whole emphasis that do you think on household, house church that we have, uh, you know, saying these are the groups. These are what we need to be doing. I mean, and we're talking about prayer room online here. But if if the only thing people did was prayer room, it'd be like the same as the only thing if you just came to online stuff. It, it's got to be built into your life and into your household, isn't it? Yeah, the household thing is just God getting our attention, isn't it? To take us back to how he built the church in the first place. And if we can grasp hold of that, then we'll be able to grasp hold of the other aspects of the early church much easier. Whilst we so often we stay in our big, but we say, God, we want to be like the Acts church. We want to be like the early church, but we're doing we're not doing what they did. And now God said, "Okay, so you've been asking for this church everywhere you know has been asking for this for decades so now I'm going to give you the opportunity to actually live it out and we've got it I think you said a few weeks ago we've got a window of opportunity and that window won't last forever 
or we no. will have as we come out. And and that's so right. We've got a window of opportunity to to live how they did in Acts and to create church in that way. But we can miss it really easily if we just go back to normal. Yes, and it's part of the danger of the of the longing to be back together again that you you lose some of the treasures of what can happen right now, despite the hardship. Um, let's just go back to prayer online for a minute, uh, Claire. I'm just putting the slate up on the screen that uh, comes up. Uh, you're on the screen as well, just in case you think you're hidden. Better better let you know that. Do you just want to uh, talk people through that slate uh, uh, that explains just once more so people have got more chance to get it, how the Summit Prayer Room is working? Yeah, so we're praying, really praying for the church on Tuesday mornings. Um, so you can see on there, we've got Tuesday mornings at nine o'clock. Uh, we're praying for the church on Thursday evenings at seven o'clock. We're worshipping, taking communion together and seeing what happens, praying as the Holy Spirit leads. And Friday afternoons at one o'clock, we're praying alternate weeks for the community and for Israel and the Middle East. Um, there are two ways of getting hold of the Zoom links. Either you can ask me to join the WhatsApp group and then that comes out just a bit before, about 10 minutes before. And then after that, I put it onto the Summit Prayer Room uh, Facebook page. So you just need to log on to the Facebook page. I do also have a text group for people who are not on Facebook and not on WhatsApp um, that I particularly text out on Thursday night. And so there's a few ways and uh, just link in with one of them. And we'd love to see some more people come and join us. Uh, it's been fun times. So and yeah, I believe that it's making a difference. So yeah, come and join us. That's brilliant. Thank you, Claire. Um, so let's just go back. I've lost Claire. Uh, let's let's go back to being with Claire, shall we? There we go. Um, thanks very much for being part of that. Let's just have a look at some of the final comments before uh, we move on. Um, Robin says, uh, "It's wonderful you've given me the conclusion." To my new book, Oh My to Love It. Hey, Robin, you're writing a book. Go, man, go. Wow. Uh, yep, Robin's, uh, Gemma says, Robin, you're writing a book. Exciting. And uh, Karina said, during lockdown, when the shops were closed, God took away lots of idols that non-believers cling to, leaving them open to hear the gospel. Well, praise God. I think he also took away a lot of idols from the church. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people... I don't know if this was the same with you, Claire. It was the same with me and Kate. Uh, but, I, you know, the people I've met and talked, a lot of us went on to quite a reduced income through various circumstances. Uh, but it was far less challenging than we expected because being at home, we just spent less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No coffee shop. No, I mean, I haven't put petrol in my car since March, which is just... <laughs> wow. wow. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? I haven't been outside Scarborough. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brian says, well done, Robin. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks, Claire, for coming with us. Uh, you can give her a round of applause, everybody. Uh, there we are. And, uh, it's <laughs> and uh, we look forward to hearing more. And don't forget to uh, check out that and those different contacts. If you've forgotten them already, it is recorded and there will be the slate coming up that uh, tells you all about it. OK, praise God. Thanks, Claire. Bye. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.